Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, The Amish Baby Machine, pop culture podcast starring me, Dags. Today, we have another powerful episode, getting ready for a new year and a new adventure with ABM, Amish Baby Machine. I am your powerful host, Dags, and somewhere in a basement is our assistant manager, DJ Mike Rez. What's up, Dags? What's going on, Flock? Uh, you know, Diggs, you, you would think that, you know, being trapped in your house, you'd get used to being in this dark, dank basement, but I think it's smelling more. There's definitely different noises and the walls are closing in as we speak. Yes. Do you have a bunch of crap down there? Are you like a hoarder or what is your basement like? Please describe it to the fans of Flock of Amish. All right. Well, when we moved into the, to this, uh, establishment, uh, there was two wooden cabinets, which I thought was like, sweet. We could totally use the storage in there. And when you opened them up, it was all of the old paint cans from the previous owner. They decided that they were not going to clean those things up. So some of them are still in there. Some of them are empty. Um, I have a peg wall with some tools hanging on them. Lots of tape uh, on there. Some hammers, saws, a couple of giant levels. I don't know why. I don't use them. And then I've got all of those cool painting and resin supplies that we've talked about that I do. And then a bunch of storage containers and then a furnace and a hot water heater, washer, dryer, all that kind of cool stuff. It's actually probably one of the coolest rooms in my house. Powerful. If, uh, if I'm being honest. Yes, guys, we're going to have a powerful show today. If you're new to this powerful podcast, what we are is a pop culture podcast where we talk about everything. But today, usually too, is going to be very retro. We're going to talk about <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. And we're also, speaking of the 80s, as you know, Mike Rez, I'm an expert thrifter. You are. Grifter. What are some other co- cool words that rhyme with it? Anyway. Rifter. Yes. I rift, I grift, and I drift. drift. Yes. Tokyo drift <laughs> when I'm in Japan. But I powerfully found a new discovery. Last week, I got powerful. You got to follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine on Instagram. You'll see my powerful finds. Also on Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Last week, I picked up a powerful Hulk figure. It's mm-hmm. not, a, not a doll. It's an action figure. Also got a powerful Art Deco globe and some powerful Amish artwork. But, th- but this weekend, powerful retro. I'm walking by, and all of a sudden, I see this. And I go, is that real? Is <laughs> 1983 Casio Tune keyboard. Just sitting there. Have you uh, kicked out any sweet jams yet? Yes. Do we have the beginnings of the Amish Baby Machine debut album? I don't know, but I it's uh, it was just it was calling to me like that siren song. I just walked by and I go, "Is no one else seeing this?" It was just <laughs> laying there. 
vintage 1983 Casio keyboard. You know, I could make some money off the internets if I resold this, but it, no. It's found a home here in the barn. Nice. And if you want to see this powerful keyboard, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine or follow us on Instagram. I have powerful pictures of it. I am, as we speak, learning the theme to Axel F. <laughs> <laughs> if you can uh, learn that on there and then play it for us, that would be awesome. I'm going to tell you, you two weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, there you go. I'm going to tell <laughs> you <laughs> I'm not a musician. I'm just a fan. And I really have powerful respect just trying to do pick that up. Oh, yeah. It's uh, not as easy as, as people think. They think, well, I'll just buy a keyboard and, and I'll be the next synth master of the world. That's just not the case. It's a lot harder than that. Yes. So if you but, play uh, more than, like, what's that? Uh, Johnny Pumpkin Seed or whatever. Chopsticks? <laughs> or? Chopsticks or, yeah, just uh, I've, I've never really learn much more than uh i didn't think i even learned chopsticks which is kind of embarrassing to admit but there we go what are some powerful keyboard riffs you can think of right at the top of your head keyboard riffs um well we'll be talking about one later on in the show we won't give it away yet yes but um, i uh it's a good question but that intro to the sherbs you gotta admit that was pretty powerful keyboard that right? was pretty powerful yeah anything by flock of seagulls would be pretty pretty sweet yes what about, um, why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? Uh, God. We talked about him on the show, too. Uh, Herbie Hancock. Yes, Rocket. There we go. Yep. Do, do, took do, me a while do, to do, get do, there. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll video. learn that, too. Ooh, that would be awesome. I'm going to learn everything. That. Now, Mike Rez, last week, last episode, you were talking about a delicious beverage. Mm-hmm. And this was going to be uh, it was a power... Uh, team up uh, like a marvel team up between a restaurant and a local brewery if i remember correctly yeah it was uh, a collaboration if you will that's what the kids like to call them yeah, these well, days yeah we gotta stop collaborate and listen so let's listen to the powerful collaboration go ahead mike Riz. all right so what we're talking about if you listen to the last episode i brought up my wish list of a new beer i wanted to try the italian pills from Bad Weather Brewery and Digidio's Italian restaurant. They call it the Pilzano. And uh, it came out. And so it's been out for like a week and a half, maybe two weeks now, Dags. I have enjoyed, personally, four crawlers myself. So How many is, ounces uh, is that? I'm not sure how many ounces it is, but it's 750 milliliters per Whoa. can. Yeah, so it's like half the size of a growler. Um, but yeah, this is really, it's actually really good. It's uh, a different take on, uh, like a German style Pilsner. Um, and it's actually more, uh, of a take on what you would call like one of the Tripolis or a Tipopolis, Tipopolis. I don't think I'm saying that right. Um, kind of style lager from Italy. Uh, but it, it's really good. It's got, uh, some two small dry hop additions to it. Um, and it's really, uh, I guess you could say, kind of kind of grassy, not not so dry. Um, and what's cool is it doesn't taste hoppy too much. And it's uh, kind of got a nice little pale gold color to it. So it's not a, like a deep gold or anything. But it goes down really smooth. And uh, when it's really ice cold and you pair it with a, a chicken Alfredo or, or like a hot Dago or something, probably a 
good with the burger as well, which is something I, I'll probably try in the near future. It uh, pairs well with a lot of a lot of good food, but it's really good. So it's the Italian Pilzano from Bad Weather Brewery. You can get it either at Bad Weather or through Digidio's as well. But yeah, they they came together and made up this uh, delicious beer. Now, typically, uh, what do the Italians? What kind of beer do they drink? You know, like a, like a Peroni. Are you familiar with that? Tell the fans a flock of Amish. Is that a Pilsner? Yeah, I guess you could kind of say it's between a Pilsner and a Lager. It's uh, kind of like a like a fancy highbrow type beer. They serve it in a in a cool glass uh, with like a gold rim on it. Uh, that's the the way that uh, that particular beer brand would like you to enjoy it. But yeah, that's uh, the Peronis are a little bit more expensive, uh, but they taste really good. Um, but this is like kind of would be like a less expensive type of Peroni, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but it's it's really good. Taste is good. Flavor's good. It's uh, a little little dry, a little grassy, but it's not overpowering. So I think the the flock would enjoy it if you're out and about looking for something new to bring home. Uh, and that uh, that would be sad. I don't think Bad Weather's got their patio open right now. Some breweries do have them open uh, with some heaters out there, but I don't think Bad Weather's one of them. What is so the latest to, on the lockdown in the great state of Minnesota? Oh, man. Well, we can uh, eat outdoors again at restaurants, <laughs> which uh, this last couple of, of we or this last week was not probably very enjoyable. The temperature finally dropped and the weather has changed. We've got snow. Uh, but uh, there are a handful of restaurants here in the Twin Cities uh, that are braving the uh, the climate and they've put out heaters. Uh, my in-laws, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law actually enjoyed a beer uh, just the other day on a patio outdoors with a heater. So um, there's some hardy Minnesotans that do it. And we are nice fishing state digs, as you know. So there's probably no excuse as to why we can't go out there, except for, uh, you know, there are some people that don't like ice fishing. Some people that don't like the cold, like myself. So I will not be on a patio in the great state of Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. Well, you can drink uh, during the recall election, probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's probably the next thing they're going to take yes. away from us. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> or find a way to tell people you have to drink through your mask. <laughs> yeah, a little, cut a little uh, stealth slit. Yeah. Oh, that's another dirty. Ooh. Powerful. Triple filtered again. Yes. Well, thank you, Mike oh. Rez, for that powerful review of that yeah, powerful oh, I, Italian beer. Better give it a rating, too. I, I'm going to give this uh, a four and a half pint glasses out of five. Now, what is so it? I'm, Fair weather? Bad weather. Yes, I was going to say. Badweatherbrewery.com or Bad Weather Brewery uh, down on West 7th Street in St. Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's very appropriate because we do have bad weather in the great state of Minnesota. Correct. They've been around for a while, so they've got a huge selection of uh, of beers. Um, and what's great is they're right across the street from DeGidio's, uh, the restaurant they collabed with. So what you could do is pick up some dinner. If you don't want the Pilzano, pick up some dinner at at DeGidio's and then run across the street to Bad Weather and pick up uh, one of their other brews as well. All highly recommended by your assistant manager, by the way. I feel they should hook you up. Me too. They should give you free beer. Work on that, DJ. That would be awesome. Knock on their door, sit on their patio in the snow, and demand (laughs) free beer from Bad Weather Brewing. Yeah, I gave some away uh, as a as a gift 
And when I went there, but must have been on the 23rd, just before the snow started flying here, and there was a line to get into their parking lot. And their parking lot isn't that big to begin with, but the fact that there was a line out on 7th Street to get in there to pick up beer, which goes to show you how how great their beer is. People are willing to pack that place even in the middle of a snowstorm. So 26.39 ounces, that's uh, 700, 750 milliliters. Is that is that what you said? Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of beer I've, I've had 26 ounces. <laughs> so it's 26 <laughs> times four, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. In the last two weeks, I've had four crawlers. Whoa. Powerful. Myself. Power, personally, myself. And I gave away probably one or two more. Well, what are those delicious uh, croissant donuts? Aren't those crawlers or what are those called? Crawlers. Crawlers. Yeah, French crullers, which you can get at any any bakery now. <laughs> they're a popular style of donut. What's one of your favorite donuts? What's my favorite donut? Yeah. That's a good you question. Like glazed or chocolate or double chocolate or you know, and probably then, the last one I one that I enjoyed was maple with bacon on it. Oh. Very good. Like a long john? No, it's just a traditional donut, donut shaped. It was okay. um maple flavored with Big chunks of uh, back bacon, Canadian bacon, just bacon, ham, wow. whatever you call it, pork. It was good. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? It was a local joint around here. Forget what nice. it's called. It was delicious. That's cool. I was going to say, there's a bakery down in Winona, if you ever find yourself down there, called Blado's. Anyone from Winona or that travels down to that area, they know what Blado's is and who they are. And they make a great bacon long john bacon maple wherever you are there's always somewhere you have to go you ever notice that oh yeah if you're up there in uh, Aiken, <laughs> you gotta go to larry's he's got the best donuts up there i ain't kidding you and larry knows how to throw a donut yeah he's got those donuts up there uh we're up there uh hunting we're up there deer hunting and uh we gotta play <laughs> up the minnesota more i gotta start seeing minnesota and up there and facebook and everyone on facebook will share the videos because oh yeah that's true that's true <laughs> that's, up there that's what we sound like yeah up there here <laughs> in minnesota oh yeah they got the hot dish and uh coolers and what is the cooler <laughs> if you, and if you drive them in your cadillac donuts. it's cooler devils or i don't know what it is oh man did you see what i did yeah. there i saw what you did you there. didn't see what i did there because you don't have your camera on don't lie to the fans of Flock of Amish. I don't have my camera on Flock. Yes. Hello, fans. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Flock of Amish. Powerful giveaway. We just gave away Mike Arez. We did. The Breach movie. Five powerful copies. Yes. Five powerful copies of Bruce Willis's latest movie, Breach. We want to thank everyone that entered that powerful contest. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting our powerful podcast. And in the future, I'm feeling we're going to be giving more movies away, Mike Rez. What do you think? I have that same feeling as well. I want to thank the flock, too. Now, Mike Rez, tell the fans a flock of Amish about Song of the Day. Song of the Day today is a song that we all know if you're a child of the 80s, even the 90s. We're talking about Axel S. That is the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop by Harold Faltermeyer. This title comes from the main character's name, obviously, because Axel Foley was played by Eddie Murphy in the franchise. I think there's three of them, right? There's uh, three Beverly Hills Cop movies. 
in this uh, universe, I guess you could say, as people like to call them now. Has, the Disney, re- has Disney bought the trilogy? Because there will uh, be prequels and sequels. And... <laughs> you mentioned an, an Axel Foley prequel. Yes. <laughs> Axel Foley will change to a young girl. And All right, go on. Uh, so Faltermeyer recorded this song on five instrument stacks. Tell me, you've probably heard of all of them. You, you're probably going to have to run out and get all of these uh, as well next time you go to the uh, to the vintage store on your next outing. He recorded it on a Roland Jupiter 8, which provided, you know, the, the Super Saw lead, of course. Uh, a Moog Modular Synthesizer 15, a Roland JX-3P, a Yamaha DX-7, and he also used the Lindrum which was the, the drumming or the drum programming in that song. Now, according to Faltermeyer, when he first laid the song for the presentation uh, in for the film producers and director, nobody really liked it right away until the director decided that this is the song they're going to go with. And of course, all the executives uh, decided that, yes, this is the song we're going to go with. So it was uh, added to the soundtrack, and it became one of the most popular songs on the soundtrack, and you can still hear it to this day and know exactly which movie it is from. Now, Faltermeyer also released his own album, and the record label, MCA, uh, wanted him to add this song to the album, and he did not want to do it because it had already been released, and it was uh, he was trying to get away from the song, it sounds like because he didn't want to be pigeonholed into this just this one song. But, of course, they made him add it to the album, and it became the most popular track on that album as well. It had some really, really good run on the charts. It made it to number two in the U.K. on their singles chart, and it made it to number three on the Billboard Hot 100 here in the U.S. Um, And I think it made it in Canada. It actually made it to number one for a while. Ireland, the Netherlands, they all had it at number one. And then uh, Billboard, of course, like we said, they always have a different chart for every everything that happens in the uh, music industry. So the Hot Adult Contemporary and the Billboard Hot Dance Club and the Billboard Hot Dance Music List all made it number one. So, uh, But as far as like year-end charts go, uh, the highest it made it was number 13 in West Germany and the Netherlands. What are your thoughts on that powerful song? I like it. I really do. I actually turn it up anytime it, it comes up on any type of playlist. Or I don't hear it on the radio anymore, though. That's the sad part. Or uh, a song that uh, made it that was so popular back in the '80s, you think it would make it on an oldie station once in a while, but it doesn't. It's on my powerful playlist. I'll tell you that much. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be on a playlist uh, if you, if you're a, a fan of '80s music or retro music or anything 80s it's got to be on there now in 85 fletch came out mm-hmm. and he did the powerful theme to fletch are you familiar with that tune mike Arez? not off the top of my head no we're gonna need we're gonna you have... to listen to that too because many people think it's even better than the theme axel f Ooh. should we do a quick uh spotify look up here while we're here go ahead so... look up fletch the theme to Fletch, the Fletch theme. Some people Fletch, think original motion picture soundtrack. Yes. Oh, here it is. Hold on. We're holding on as Micah Rez does powerful research into the theme from Fletch by Harold Fultemeyer, 1985, legendary, classic, powerful theme in which some people think it's even better. I want to say it's different. 
I like them both for different reasons. Right. We're trying to figure out why it's playing, but I have no sound coming out of here. You can't hear it? No. You know what? This uh, this iPad is not playing any sound. That's fine. <laughs> we legally cannot play it on this podcast, but I just wanted Micah Rez to listen to it. Right. That's I was trying a... to just do like like the sneak five seconds. Yes. Listen, that's, that, which that's going to be your homework, not, though. It's not going to happen. We'll talk about it on, this, on another episode. Yes. So I will That's first podcasting. <laughs> I will first learn the theme to Axel F on my powerful Casio tune. Then I will go to the Fletch theme. All right. That sounds like uh like like you owe us, like a promise, yes. actually. So ten years from now I will have them both <laughs> both mastered. <laughs> powerful. All right. Ten years from now, Flock, yes. hold them to it. Thank you, Mike Rez, on that powerful information on the Axel F theme. Can you think of another powerful movie that he did the theme from? No, I can't think of whoops. No, this, I can't. I, this is I'm gonna blow your to, mind. I'm gonna look can I look it up? Nope. Try to look I'm it up. Tell you. Okay. All right. Top gun. Really? Is that amazing? The guy that's is awesome. How amazing is that guy? More people should talk about him. And that's why we're yeah. talking about him on the most powerful podcast ever created. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me and DJ Mike Arez. Yes, the theme from Top Gun. Yeah, he, uh, that's got that slow build to yes, it. It's, it's, it's kind of like a simmer, yes, as, as the kids would yes, say. It's down, 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 down. Oh, it's just the guitar is just powerful. God, yeah, that's I'm a looking, great song. Looking at the, uh, the musicians he's worked with now, he's yes. worked with Donna Summer. Patti LaBelle, Barbara Streisand, Glenn Fry, Latoya Jackson, Billy Idol, uh, Jennifer Rush, Cheap Trick, Sparks, Bob Seger, Chris Thompson, Bonnie Tyler, John Parr, uh, the, and the Pet Shop Boys. Check yeah, the, that out. The guy is amazing. That's awesome. Yes. Shake, Still alive, too. Shake down, break down, you busted. <laughs> that's his Bob Seger tune. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, the guy is incredible. Theme from Fletch. You're going to need to enjoy that. Top Gun theme. You know what I might do? We sh- I'm going to make a Harold Faltermeyer playlist, and uh, I'm going to make it public so everyone can enjoy uh, his uh, work. He's worked on a lot of good movies. Holy cow! No, I mean, Midnight think about Express, it. American yes. Gigolo. Wow. And then the three we talked about already. Oh, he worked on Beverly Hills Cop Two, as you said, with Shakedown. So The Running Man. Holy cow. Tango and Cash. Oh my God, what a great movie. <laughs> oh man. And then he's working. Oh gosh, dang. You'll never guess this. He's working on the new Top Gun Maverick movie. We did some. Work oh, is he? Well. Thank God. Yep. With Hans Zimmer. Wow. Mm hmm. Are you familiar with a the theme from Midnight Express? Uh, you know, I'm going to say no. That's another one. Write it down. I'm not kidding you. It's just fantastic. All right. Midnight Express came out the year after I was born. Yeah, Giorgio Moroder. Check that out. Okay. Powerful. Yeah, there's some great great synth music. Just exciting. I love it. Just powerful arpeggios and powerful podcast pianos. And what are some other cool P words, Micah Riz? Perpetrate. Yes. Um, Populate. Pontificate. Participate. Participation. Other words I can pop my peas with. Yes, popping your peas and powerful pop filters. Talk mm-hmm. about pop music. Powerful. Oh, that's a good song. God. Pop, pop, pop music. Yes. 
And let's stay in the <laughs> 80s, Mike Arez. That sounds good to me. Let's go to 1984, Wonder Woman. Oh, man. Speaking of Hans Zimmer. Yes. He did the music on this one, too. Were you able to enjoy Wonder Woman? Yes, I uh, spent the money and I enjoyed it. You were part of the $16.7 million box office take this weekend for Wonder Woman. I think that's what I'm going to I think that's what I'm going to have to pay monthly now, isn't it? It's about 16 bucks a month. Isn't it? <laughs> it's uh it can get up there. Streaming services aren't cheap anymore. No, I, H- uh, HBO Max I think with tax is 16 something a month. Oh man. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I'm part of the AT&T DirecTV family, so uh get on that if you want to get free <laughs> HBO. Uh, it's Max. not free. You're just paying more for your phone bill. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you only have to get on the unlimited plan. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. Uh, but we digress. This is about Wonder Woman 1984 or WW84, uh, as the kids <laughs> like to call it. The kids are called, saying a lot of things in this episode, by the way. This is the sequel to the first Wonder Woman movie. Uh, this takes place not during any of the world wars but actually takes place in the wonderful year of 1984. The Cold War. Yeah, the Cold War. Diana Pierce is back, um, and she's kicking ass and taking names. There is a a weird way to get Chris Pine back into the movie, but they bring him back. His character is back uh, in this one as well. And uh, she faces uh, the Mandalorian in this one. Same same actor who plays... uh, Mando, and that would be Pedro Pascal. Um, and then she also goes up against Kristen Wiig, which I think was a weird casting as a villain. Uh, but she plays uh, Cheetah, for those that like the, I know the comic book. Chestina um, Cheetah is her full name. Yes, Chestina Cheetah. You're right. Thank I you. forgot about the first part. And uh, Robin Wright is back in this as well as her Amazonian aunt. Um, there's another flashback scene in the beginning as Diana is a little girl um, running some kind of obstacle course or some kind of Olympics gladiator style games. They face uh, Pedro Pascal's character is uh, turns in or somehow uh, absorbs a wishing stone uh, where people can make any wish they choose. Oh, spoiler alert. I know. Well, we're going to if we're going to talk about it, it's going to be a little spoiler ish. So what happens um, is he finds a mask. It washes up on shore, puts it on his face. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and then he sings and dances, and uh, Cameron Diaz is in it, which is weird, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, so the, the rest of the movie, uh, Wonder Woman or Diana has to go around and figure out how to stop uh, Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig as they start to wreak havoc in Washington, D.C. Oh, speak- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and now without giving up too much more, Let's, uh, we should talk about what, what you, your thoughts are in it. The best part of the movie was a Stan Lee cameo. I'm just going to, spoiler <laughs> alert, that was my favorite part. Right, yeah. That was weird how that got in there. Yes. This hologram is pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. things that I picked up here. Uh, what is the deal in the 80s with TV monitors? Why does everything in the, in the 80s have to deal with TV monitors? Have you noticed that? Yeah, and not just one, but multiple Yeah, TV they're obsessed monitors. with monitors. <laughs> like even the new Black Ops uh, Call of Duty game, they show the 80s, and when it's always 80s, they got to show glitching. We've talked about that, how everything glitches. <laughs> yeah. But it's always monitors. 
And I don't know yeah. what it is. Someone explain it to me. It's always TV monitors, CCTV monitors everywhere. Stacked on each other for yeah. some reason. But was that the 80s? I mean, I don't remember that part of the 80s. I mean, I know there's a lot of TVs, more TV stores back then. But yeah. I don't remember them, so many monitors. Yeah, there's always a wall of TVs where the news comes on all over the TVs. And, and this one bugged me because they had other computers. You know, they had to show the computer monitors, but all of a sudden broadcast would be on the computer monitors. And... Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were some, some, weird, some weird 80s tropes throughout. Yeah. And some of my uh, other observations, the arcade, I didn't enjoy the arcade. They the one, it was too small. Yeah, just CGI if you if you can't build it. And they had games. I spotted Operation Wolf came out in 1987. Yeah, they have this in the 1984. Also, I was they had bring that up. Yeah, thank you. I, God I bless you. That too. And they had Rampage video game that came out in 1986. Oh, I didn't even notice the Rampage yes. one. So why didn't Wonder Woman punish those shoplifting girls? Yeah. Yes. They should have. <laughs> no, she goes after yeah. the other guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and then some yeah, of the that, music, uh, the Frankie goes to Hollywood, you know, the remix of that. All I could think of is, uh, killing the prime minister of Malaysia from Zoolander. <laughs> and then there was also a scene where they played Gary Newman. It was powerful. Yes, you're right. But that's, was. but that was song was from 1979. So yeah. Why does Chris Pine, what's the deal with his plastic surgery? <laughs> Did you see his face? <laughs> Yeah, he does look he looks like uh like a Ken doll. Like literally he looks like a Ken doll. I mean he had his lips yeah. done, he must have had Botox. His forehead was done for yeah, sure. So if you guys have a chance, go back in time, look at old pictures of Chris Pine, and then look at him now with his plumped up lips, his collagen yeah. lip fills and Botox. That was the other thing. And the other dude, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, yeah. Yeah, yeah he looked weird too. I don't know if I think it's that too much makeup or... Yeah, I was going to say that one I think is on purpose because if you see pictures of him now, like on the Mandalorian set or, you know, around the Mandalorian stuff, he doesn't look bad plastic. So I think that was intentional in this movie for whatever well, reason. Part of it was his fake hair too. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think <laughs> What do you think of Gina Carano as being Wonder Woman? Uh, that would work. Because she's, um, she's powerful. The yep. problem with this, uh, what's her name, Godot? Gal Godot. Godot. Waiting for yep. Godot. She's too or, skinny. She needs to beef up. She does need a little bit more uh, muscles on those arms yes. or meat on her bones. Yes. Uh, I, I agree with you there because even Linda Carter, when she played Wonder Woman in the 70s, was a little more uh, beefier in the muscular sense. Yes. I think you, you, need, could, you, need a, you need a big, powerful woman, I think, like Gina Carano would do that. Yeah, now... I don't know if you saw this, Dax, but just before we started recording, I did see that they did announce Wonder Woman 3 will be fast-tracked. Yes. And it's the same writer-director of this one, and Gal Gadot will be back as Diana Pierce in the third. Yes. And what was the deal with the high heel fetish, too? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that that was, <laughs> that was kind of weird. I guess they were trying to set up the fact that, you know, how awkward Kristen Wiig's character was, Barbara. Uh, I can't remember her last name, um, but you know, Minerva, just, Minerva, Barbara Minerva. Yes, which she is was just uh, the god of wisdom, a, right? She's just the Athena. you know, just awkward in this movie. So they wanted to set that up, I think. But yeah, yes. I think what do they have? Five or six references to high heels. 
yes. in the first 45 minutes, and what which was, was the, weird. What was the deal with the, the business guy, the drunk guy that's just the, the harasser? He just randomly on the street? Well, because that's what happened in the 80s. It's just yes. drunk dudes harassing yes. women on yes. the street. There yeah. actually was probably a lot more than that, <laughs> that in, the, in the 80s. And then what was the deal the with her just cities? stomping them? That I didn't have a problem with. They were just trying to set up the fact that she was starting to visit, so, uh, which is fine. I mean, you got to have some kind of character building, uh, but I don't know. I, they maybe did they that probably went on a little too long. I mean, the movie is like two and a half hours long. So yeah, she reminded <laughs> there's, me there's of going to uh, be a lot of stuff that doesn't really necessarily need to be in it. She reminded me of Steve Urkel turning into Stefan. Yeah. Oh really? Yes. Losing her her nerdy ways yes. and, and glasses all of yes. a sudden. <laughs> and they had all the. She did lose her glasses. <laughs> yeah, you got to lose your glasses. If you want to you know, hide, you got to put them on. Siren. You know? yeah. Yes, like Clark Kent. Yeah, I was gonna say be a Superman. <laughs> and they had the powerful anti-gun message in there when she said she hates guns. Right. Yes. Yeah. I picked that up as well. Yes. There's a I gotta talk poker. One of the members of the flock, he had a good observation. And I don't, if I say it on the show, it will give up a little bit more of the plot. So I won't say what it was, but if you want to go check it out, go check out at Gotta Talk Poker. I, I agree with his assessment of, uh, of the plot. Um, what did you think as far as advancing the DC storyline or the Wonder Woman franchise? Because I, my personal opinion is the Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman film is is and was the best DC movie yet. And it still is even after this one. But I don't know if if DC rushed this one or Warner Brothers rushed it or what, what happened because there were a lot of plot holes in this one and it wasn't as entertaining. Um, and I think they, maybe they were trying to go with maybe the, the retro nostalgic feel well they tried uh, to make it the much. beginning was like a robert zemeckis film you know right the cartoony you know vibe home alone <laughs> yeah you know how like all the <laughs> criminals are bumbling like home alone guys you know right yeah yeah that was that was weird that didn't put a good taste in my mouth right away um but yeah i think they just kind of rushed this one maybe but i think dc needs to do if, if warner brothers and dc want to keep keep up and keep pace with Marvel. Maybe they need to start hiring some of the writers from the Marvel movies away and uh, write on these DC movies. Cause I actually, I haven't been too impressed with the DC movies and I love Superman growing up. Well, you now, like, you like the dark Knight, right? I love the dark Knight. Yeah. Christian Bale and is probably my second favorite Batman after Michael Keaton. So you so. like, you like those DC movies. Yeah, I do like those. Actually, when it was announced that Christian Bale was bailing on those movies, uh, I was actually a little depressed about it because, like I said, I'd, he was my second favorite Batman. So I know he he did three movies, and I know actors kind of don't like to keep, keep playing the same role over and over and over again, but that was uh, a bummer that he uh, jumped out just before these uh, movies came around. Yeah, this, this movie was too long, I think. They, they could have cut a bunch out of it. Oh, at least 45 minutes. Yeah, there was like a first part of the movie and then a second part. The first part tried to get the, like I said, the whole Robert Zemeckis, uh, you know, the Home Alone vibe, the Back to the Future vibe. Mm -hmm. 
And I didn't like how they insulted fanny packs either. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that part. There was a whole scene insulting 80s fashion. I didn't appreciate that. Uh, and that whole Egypt thing was dumb, and the whole fighting. That's like Transformers-like. Oh, the, that whole battle <laughs> on the road? That was so dumb. It was really bad. That was that was a horrible scene. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one as well. So we're going to cut that out. I think if you're going to do the whole 80s thing, keep it the whole 80s thing. It was like, it was like patched. I, you know, I don't know enough about when, how they made the movie. Like if, did they, you know, how did they do anything like change directors or I didn't really even care about the the making of this movie. Do you know, did they do anything like that or like change screenwriters or directors or anything? Do you know? I don't think they changed directors. It sounds like the director is, was one of the the writers, like the main writer of the movie. Cause in the story I read about, Wonder Woman 3, whatever that's going to be called, coming out. Um, it said that writer-director from Wonder Woman 1984 will be back. So it sounds like she may have had uh, a bigger role in, in the writing part. And I'm going to find her name out right here, Patty Jenkins. Uh, so um, it's, I don't think any nothing changed in, in mid-production. I just think, like you said, they, they just had so much like it's like two and a half hours so maybe she just didn't know when to stop writing and that can happen too sometimes with writers and i don't know what's worse a a writer block or a writer that doesn't know when to stop i also think start adding too much i also think king leonidas should appeared in the beginning you know when they had the hunger (laughs) games you know i was actually expecting russell uh russell crow yes come out as gladiator outfit do you think there's too, why they do you think there's too much men bashing in this movie, Mike Rez? No, I don't think so. Even if there was, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. That's Mike Rez, do you wish you were tied me. up by the, by the, what is the rope called? The rope of solitude or what the, they call it? La- la- lasso of truth? No, yes. I'd be talking too much. <laughs> she might take it off just because she's like, God, you won't shut up. <laughs> we all know you like powerful women, Mike Rez. And another thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what would happen. Remember the uh the scene in uh, Justice League with Aquaman when he's sitting on it and he just gets too <laughs> too truthful. He's like, Yeah, this is gonna suck, we're all gonna die, you're gonna die, I'm gonna die. That would that would be me. It'd be the downer. So Mike Arez, what is your rating for this movie, Wonder Woman, WW nineteen eighty four? I'm giving this a three buggy wheels. Uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. If it's on, I might watch it. Uh, but I'm not going to. I probably won't watch it a, a second time. No, I'll go out of my way to watch the first one. because I, I like the first one that much. But this one, it was a little disappointing. I think the, the buildup was more uh, or may had me have higher expectations. The How super, about you? The supervillain was dumb. Yeah. I didn't like yeah. her. You know, I think if you're going to bring in a supervillain that everybody, you know, knows or kind of knows from the comics, you, you got to have her in that supervillain role longer than 10 minutes. Spoiler alert. Whoa. <laughs> and they should have had someone, Superman or Aquaman or something else showing up. Yeah, but she didn't know them yet. I don't care. <laughs> What's your rating? Three. Oh, perfect. going with a three. I, I like that rating. You know, and, and to go along with our, because you saw it in the theater, 
and I saw it on streaming. Yeah, no, HBO I saw Max. it streaming. Oh, you saw it streaming too. Yes. Okay, so this this is what what my thought. And I don't know how we quantify this or how we figure this out, but I did see a mixed bag of of people liking it, not liking it too much. And it seemed like the people that watched it on streaming were the ones that didn't like it as much. And my daughter actually said near the end of the movie, this movie would have been better in the theaters. Why is that? She, uh, I think she liked like the action sequences and even some of the, the sound effects didn't come over that well over the TV. And you and I have talked about this, you know, the, the, the difference between streaming at home and, watching it in the movie theater, but the people that I saw on Twitter saying that they enjoyed it, I think were the ones that actually went to the theater to see it. And I heard someone on um, uh, sports talk radio last night, uh, kind of give his review on this. And he said he loved the movie and he saw it in the theater. So I, I'm thinking there's a correlation between where did he see it in Wisconsin or what? He's out in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. So, um, but yeah, he, uh, he enjoyed it. He was, he was, he I'm sorry, talk. we got to be more Midwest Wisconsin. You're up there in <laughs> Hudson. We had a cross. Oh, yeah. The, we had a cross interstate lines there. Was he, go to Hudson. Bucket of Ludafisk. And, uh, ate it with the popcorn there. Yeah. I would have oh. liked King Leonidas or Superman to come in and do something. Yeah. The it flash somehow shows up. It wasn't powerful enough for me. Yeah, I'm hoping Wonder Woman 3 kind of picks it up for me, but my my expectations will not be as high going into that one. I would rather see Wonder Man. Whoa. Same outfit? No, Wonder Man, powerful Avenger. Wonder Man, the powerful Aven- yeah. Avenger. Look it up, Micah Rez, Wonder Man. <laughs> I'll do that. Yes. Does he have an invisible jet? No. Well, then no, Nothing stupid the like point? that. Look it up right now. I'm going to give you a minute. Wonder Man. All right. Give me one minute. The Avengers. Wonder Man. It's powerful. Powerful sunglasses. Powerful suit. Is it one word or two words? Oh, there it is. Wonder Man Marvel. What the hell? Come on. This seems to be like a whole army of Wonder Men. Yes. Wonder Man. His first appearance was 1964 in Avengers number nine. Mr. Muscles. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> now, he should be in the movie. I would have Wonder Man come in and kill Wonder Woman. That's my movie. Oh, man. So he is affiliated with the Avengers, with S.H.I.E.L.D., Force Works, the Revengers, Masters of Evil. Did he turn bad? Spoiler alert. Don't ruin anything. Um, well, it's been around since 1964. Like what the hell? Oh, man. Hold on. I want to see this picture of these yes. Wonder Men. Wonder Man. I know, but it looks like there's a, maybe they're just different iterations of him. They are powerful, different costumes. <laughs> kind of looks like the Punisher. God, I love him. But he's 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 felt, of course. He's powerful. Who would play him in a movie? Good point. I don't know. Looks uh, like there's an older version of him too. He must age, so he must be like a uh, a mere mortal. That's part mortal, part superhero. Because there's an older, there's a picture of him here with gray hair looking like he's ready to star in Johnny quest or something. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. That's who I'd have playing. David. Oh, that's a good choice. Especially after the picture. I yes, just Cause he has luxurious curly hair. What are you singing? Yes. They've got us in Germany. He's a great <laughs> singer. Sherman fans would come yes. out. 
Well, I'm an American and I'm a fan. But are you part German? I am. Everyone in Minnesota. Well, there you go. Everyone in Minnesota is German. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Even if you're Scandinavian, yes. you're part German. <laughs> so, Mike Rez, we're going to need all the fans of Flock of Amish. If you're listening to this powerful podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Follow us on Instagram and check out our YouTube channel. Mike Rez, did you enjoy my latest video? Yeah, why in the hell? And that's all I'm going to say. Yes. My latest video, I attempt a Pizza Hut triple treat challenge box. Two powerful pizzas, five breadsticks, and six cinnamon rolls. It's powerful. <laughs> and it's it real, was too. something. And it's real. <laughs> no stunt double. No, it's real. It's real tragedy. It's real power. It's real passion. It's real painful for me. Yes. Check us out. Make sure you subscribe to our powerful YouTube channel and click the notification bell so you know about powerful new videos. I think it's about time for you to make a video, Micah Rez. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't I don't know if I'm going to do a food challenge like that, but that's, uh, that's we'll uh, figure out something. I don't know if I'm going to do a food challenge like, like that. Anymore. <laughs> I may be done. <laughs> I may, I may be the, 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 the end of my food challenges. I don't know if that broke I would say me Between the, the ramen and the, the pizza, jeez, uh, Louise, you're going to be done with food altogether. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to be able to literally stomach anything anymore. We're, we're going to need you guys to check us out. Follow us on YouTube. Yeah. Rez, do you Dude, have any... What's that? I was going to say, yeah, do that. Yes. Powerful. That's all I got. <laughs> yes. Any parting words, Mike Rez? Uh, no, nothing. I should start coming up with like a sign off. All the greats have one. Yes. You I, know, what, you know, I think I'll yeah. steal cases. Yeah. His, what was it? Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for keep the you, stars. Yeah. Keep your yep, feet on the ground. Keep reaching for the stars. Yeah. <laughs> You know what we should do? We should add long-distance dedications. We yes. just read staffy letters from, like, I was a camp counselor in 1974. Yes. I was 14. She was 17. Whoa. It was a forbidden love. Wow. That's the way All they right, were. Cut it out. You're making That's sick. the way they were. Like, God dang it. And they're like, Casey, would you please play? And then he'd be some sappy love song. You know what my sign-off is, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, Maybe I'll let you say it. Go ahead. Oh, you let me say it this time? Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, Thanks for listening to the pop. Why don't you do it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't listen to you at the end of the show. Damn it. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. That's what it is. That one? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll keep it that one then. Keep that one in there in the edit. All right. This will be the real one. It's all going to stay. I'm sick of editing. And until next time, (laughs) and until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.